What's happening over there? A lot of things. I'm writing a text. Hold on. Sounds like. Okay. The aggressive nature of which you type is <laughs> terrifying. You know who also types this aggressively? Who? Tish the dish. Really? Is she is she yeah. as fast as you? No, and I don't think she types correctly like me. Yeah. But like my mom was on FaceTime with us and she was typing and it sounded just like when I type and they yeah. were like, God, could you guys be any more identical? Yeah. I was oh. like, I bet I could beat her in a typing competition. Also, just like how fast you are typing. Like, what are you writing to somebody? Is it just like a novel you're a sending? business text. <laughs> Is that a thing? Business texts? Yeah, it's like something that probably should have been in an email, but I need an immediate response. So I needed to send a text. I know. Where are you? Are you in Nashville? Are you in Denver? Are you in South Africa? Are you in the Mohican Sun? <laughs> I'm in Nashville. Okay. <laughs> are you in the Mohican Sun? I'm in Nashville. I am in Nashville for three weeks. Yeah? Yeah, that's crazy long. Something tells me something's going to come up and I won't be here for three weeks straight. But as of right now, I am here for three weeks. Hell yeah, dude. Get it. Feels good. Yeah. You can't say the same, huh? You're still going back and forth to New York? Well, the impeachment it keeps on fucking me up. No, still? Still? Oh, man. Are I, you getting paid or no? I don't think so. Because I think the contract was like in case of the impeachment. And we were like, okay, well, that's not that big of a deal, you know? But now it's like it's been like a month that like I haven't been able to go. Oh, this would be my third week out, which sucks. But then they said I'm coming I back. So. I saw Ben Higgins was over there doing a segment. Did he steal your gig? No. So I do Tuesdays doing the recap with Michael, Sarah, and Kiki. But he was promoting something on a Monday, this like live show, this Bachelor live show that they're doing. Oh, I have seen the Hulu commercials. And Ben is just like all, like all of his cheesy glory Oh yeah, is on the Hulu commercials. It's so good. They've got like tour buses, like they're rock yeah. stars. Yeah. So I was out there doing Pop of the Morning for E uh, all of last week, which was so much fun, by the way. Let me give a, a ding to uh, Scott and Lil. That was so much fun. And I just love those guys. So I hit up Derek and I was like, hey, man, you want to get a drink? And he was like, yeah, man. And then I was like, I think Ben's in town doing this like promo for this live show. So then we all got together. Nice. I should post a picture of us three. Yeah, you probably should. The good guys, the better, or something mm -hmm. like that. I don't know. I need a caption help. I need caption help with that. You should ask Sarah. I feel like her captions are on point. I went to a dog park yesterday. Why? Was I yesterday? Because I got but so many friends with dogs, and they live in places where they need to take their dogs to the dog park to run. And yeah. so I was like, I'll let Astra go like hang with her friends. The dog parks are lame. Why? Lame. This one was like AstroTurf. I'm like, this yeah. isn't even real grass. We all can't live on a farm with donkeys and llamas and emus and shit, you know? It's, oh, we should get some emus. You should get some llamas, though, also. Or some alpacas. What That's what Tish wants is alpacas. Okay, I'm all for that. Okay. okay? I will actually... I'll let you name one. Okay, or I'll buy one. So then it's my alpaca. You just got to live with Great. it. I wonder if you can rescue alpacas. I feel like alpacas rescue us. Don't all animals, though, Wells, honestly? <laughs> Don't they all? 
Listeners, if you know of an alpaca rescue, <laughs> slide on in our DMs and let us know. I'm going to rescue Wells and alpaca. Do you know how old I am? Old. I am so old that I... I am older than you. I'm so old that I YouTubed how to make TikTok videos. Oh, no. Because I was like, Ever, all the kids are doing it. I got to be good at making TikToks. All the kids are doing it. And I can't, I can't figure it out for some reason. You should ask Noah. She's the queen of technology. Oh, I should ask Noah. Does she yeah, have a TikTok? Know. I think so. I think I've seen her post TikTok videos. To be honest, oh, this is a horrible confession. I love my baby sister, mm -hmm. but she posts so many videos on Instagram stories. She's one of those people that has like the tiny little, uh, they're like dots. She's got so many clips up. Mute. And I just can't, I can't watch them all. Mute. I love her so much. Nikki Champagne, pump the brakes. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> Nikki Champagne. Did you see her Grammy look? No, I didn't. I didn't see oh. them. I didn't see your dad, your mom, or your sister walk through, which is weird. So I got intel on that. Uh, supposedly, you know, they give you they give you a time that you're going to walk the carpet. They yeah. try to keep it organized so that, that there's not like everyone on the carpet at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so like they had a specific time to walk and it was going to be my dad and my mom and Noah together. And then something happened where, you know, they had they announced some of the awards before it's, that's not televised, like beforehand. They had announced that they had won, that him and Lil Nas had won best video. Yeah. And then they needed to go out on the carpet early to accept that or something. So my dad went early and it was like an hour earlier than their time. And my mom and Noah just weren't ready. And so they were like, eh, whatever. We just won't go. We won't Got walk. It. We'll just go sit. But Noah looked fire. And so did Tish. Tish had on, I think it was Dior. She had on a Dior suit, like a light colored, like summer Dior suit. It was so sick. She looked such like such a boss. And then Noah wore this like dramatic red gown that was very sheer in a lot of places. And I was like, get it, Noah. Nice. Yeah, she looks good. Did you like my Grammy look? Oh, that was a no. I feel like you could have. I could. I feel like you could have given it a little pizzazz. It's the Grammys. Well, I kind of wanted to do a Shawn Mendes situation, but I was too nervous to really unbutton that like second button should've, there. Should have done it. I know. I know. <laughs> Fuck. You look good though. I'm coming in my own here. The Oscars are coming up, so I got to get ready for that. And I don't know what I'm gonna wear for that, but now see that's more traditional. You got to go with a more traditional look for the Oscars. I know. No. The Grammys was your chance to to play out of the box a little bit. I know, and I I fucked it. I fucked it up. I fucked it you up. Did. Mm. You want to start the show? Yeah, let's start the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, buckle your seat. Is it me or you? I don't know. I think it's you. Buckle your seat belts, boys and girls. You're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy. Bros and hoes. Forgot to say that part. <laughs> it's okay. It doesn't have to be the same every time. True that. Speaking of the Grammys. Yeah. Did you stay for the show or you did not get to no. do that? I, I pieced out because I had to fly to New York the next day and I was like, I need some sleep. Mm. Yes, I did watch it. I have thoughts if you want to get into that. Yeah, let's just touch on it. Okay. And don't get me wrong. I love Aerosmith and I love Run DMC, but I thought that Walk This Way sounded like hot garbage and like no one knew when they were supposed to sing and people were singing over themselves and it just wasn't well executed. Sorry. Mm. I missed that performance, so I can't touch on that. I will say that Camila Cabello's song to her dad and to Shawn Mendes, it made me cry a little bit. Mm -hmm. Not going to lie. Also, though, like maybe get married before you write that song, because if something goes bad, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's that's like getting the tattoo. 
you know, mm-hmm. you know, like prematurely. You, yeah. And you're just like, oh, really? I really shot my shot a little too early. It was great. And seeing her dad bawling, crying. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm crying too. And then my last thought, I really love Demi Lovato's song. Uh, that's what I was going to say. She slayed that performance. And I feel like. Not that it got overlooked, but I just feel like it was underappreciated a little bit. I mean, there was a lot going on that night, but I don't know. That was like her coming out after so long of not performing and not having anything, any music out and everything. And I don't know. I just feel like it deserved a little bit more attention post Grammys, but she sounded amazing. She looked amazing. The song is amazing. I just loved everything about it. I think she's incredible. I really enjoyed it. Anything else? I mean, obviously the Old Town Road performance I'm biased, but oh, it's yeah. sickening. I, all having that whole crew. I love the way they did it too with the spinning stage, and every time they introduce some like a different part with the, with a different you know guest or whatever on the song, it like so. It, I just love the way they did it. I wanted to be like Aerosmith and Run DMC. That's how you do a lot of moving parts really, really well. Everyone fit really well. There was no things of like mm, that doesn't sound that great. Like it was always it was just really, really well orchestrated. And your dad was badass. Yeah, the only thing that I thought was funny was uh, at the very end of the performance when they went into rodeo, him at Nas and Nas when Nas came out, he little Nas has a trumpet for like 0.2 seconds. Oh yeah, I saw and that. And then he tries to hand the trumpet off and no one's there to take it. Yeah. And he's like, "What do I do with this?" I know. <laughs> I thought that was funny, but that was the only hiccup. So if it, for that long of a perform of a performance with that many guests, I was really impressed with the way they did it. And your dad finally won a couple grams. Finally, I know. Can't believe it. I was doing research for the pre-show, and I was like, there is no way that Blood has never won a Grammy. I know. I know. How did he not win a Grammy for Achy Breaky Heart? I don't know. That's crazy. I know. It's pretty wild. Well, so uh, he's pumped. I know. And you know what? I was FaceTiming him and my mom the other day, and he was like, did mama show you where my Grammys are? And I was like, no, she didn't. And they're like on display in their bathroom or something embarrassing. I was just like, that's so funny. BRC. But also like, I feel that people need to know that that Grammy really should be going to your mom. Tish works so much behind the scenes for everybody in the family that mm-hmm. people don't really see. She misses out on a lot of, a lot of credit that she is due. And yeah. she definitely, I can say firsthand, worked very hard on all things Old Town Road. I remember when you kind of told me that story, she was really working for this and thought it was a good idea. And even in my like little pea brain being like, I don't know if I would have thought that was a good idea to like do that crossover and put my neck out for this kid that no one really knows to get him back on the country charts. Come to find out, fucking way wrong, because that was genius. Yeah. Well, it was definitely, it was a risk for sure. But like my mom's whole thing is like, she just works off instinct, right? I mean, she didn't go to school for this. She has, before Miley, she had had no experience in the music industry, except for just like witnessing my dad's. But as far as the business side, like that was it. And so I just feel like she's just very instinctual about all that. And she deserves a lot of credit. Yeah. Got to give it to Tizzle. Got to give it to Tish the Dish for killing the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then lastly, like Kobe Bryant, you know, and his daughter. And all the people that were on that chopper. Yeah. It's pretty insane. I was in Connecticut when that happened. I had just finished playing at that brunch thing. And I saw it pop up on Twitter. And I was like, this, I think it was everyone's reaction. I was like, there's no way this is real. There's no way. Yeah. So sad. I've done a lot of broadcasts. And that one was the hardest to do because we were like in hair and makeup getting ready to go to our first run through when the news broke on that 
then all the writers had to change the entire tone of the show, completely rewrite our intro. So then we didn't have a rehearsal. So we literally didn't read any, like we just knew how we felt about the whole thing, still like trying to figure out like all the details. And then we went straight into a live broadcast. It was just so weird because it's at the Staples Center. It's like where mm -hmm. Kobe built that place. Like two of his, not one, mm -hmm. but two of his jerseys are hanging in the rafters. He won four championships. Like, and it was just like this weird thing. And all these people were showing up. And I feel like a lot of people didn't want to walk the carpet because they didn't want to have to do interviews because they didn't want to talk about that because that was a really heavy thing that happened, you know? Yeah. Not a Laker fan, but Toby was definitely like my generation of basketball, you know? Yeah. And he was just very good. It seemed like, you know, he had some rocky moments there in the past, but he seemed like he turned things around and was really a family man. And listen, I, uh, I'm all for a redemption story. Mm -hmm. You got nothing to say on this, do you? It, I think it's been all consuming ever since it happened. And it just keeps getting sadder and sadder to me. Like, all you know, seeing it on social media and you seeing it on the news. And every time you turn on ESPN, like, that's just all kind of anyone's talking about. And it's just so freaking sad. And there's no there, uh, there's no other way around it. Yeah. And I think it's so crazy that, you know, they were on that helicopter, which, you know, it, it would just it's so easy to think like, oh, why would you get in a helicopter when it's so foggy out and da 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 da. You know, they were saying like they, they, he took that helicopter back and forth everywhere, right? Yeah. Like two games at Staples. And I think they were flying up to his daughter's practice or something or game or like for him, that was like getting in a car. You yeah. know what I mean? It was just like such a routine, normal thing. He didn't think twice about it. And it just like puts it into perspective. Like I could get my car right now and go down to the grocery store and and that could be it. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just such a reality check. And it's just really sad. Yeah. Thoughts and yeah. prayers, all that stuff yeah. to the entire Bryant family and then everyone that was kind of in that job where it's just, it's just sad. Pretty fascinating to see how many people were touched by Kobe yeah, and his life and his legacy and everything he's done and accomplished and just the person he was. But pictures pop up of people who got to meet him and, uh, and just saying how nice he was and just what a genuine person he was, went out of his way for just anybody and everybody. And it's just really cool. I don't know. Yeah. Cool guy. We got to talk Bachelor. Got to talk Batch. I didn't even know that they're having a two-night special this week with Bachelor stuff. I didn't either. And why Wednesday? I don't know. The only thing that I can think of is that they have too much this season and they have to put it in somewhere. Huh. Like, that's what happened in the first episode. It wasn't supposed to be as long. Oh, really? But then the Hannah B stuff happened, so it turned into a much longer episode. So how do they just swoop TV time on a random Wednesday? Like, what are they taking place of Wednesday night? I don't know, but I guarantee you ABC's like, yeah, whatever whatever is playing, I know. throw it in. Because the ratings for The Bachelor this season are bonkers. Are they like really good compared to past seasons? I think no matter what, The Bachelor always just yeah. dominates. But I think mm -hmm. that this season is doing very well. That's good. I think everyone's very pleased with okay. how this is working. I mean, like, what are your initial thoughts? Right off the top, my girl Deandra gets sent home. I'm devastated. Which one's Deandra? <laughs> oh, I talk about her every week because I'm obsessed with her. Well, she was the one who showed up with the windmill strapped to her back. You know, she had her stuff together, it seemed. How do you even know that? I feel like she was never on the show. Because, like, yeah, she wasn't very dramatic, which is why they didn't show her. Okay, but you can't have an opinion about someone or be bummed that they leave if you never saw them talk. 
Chris Harrison says we'll catch your attention through her expressive reactions. Why did Chris say that? Who knows? Okay, well, she's stunning. Do you know? Did you pull her picture up? Yeah. Let me just preface this by saying I don't talk to my brothers a ton, so I don't. I don't know. Trace has had a lot of ups and downs in his love life lately, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I feel like my brother would really like Deandra. That's what I'm gonna say. Oh As wow! A Deandra girl, go check out at Trace Dyer's on Instagram. He's gonna kill me. And if you think he's cute, if he's your type, if he's your your thing, slide into my DMs. And I'm more than happy to set up a meet cute with you and Trace because, girl, I think you're fabulous. I think you're stunning. I think you have the best sense of fashion on the season this year. And I think you and my brother could like each other a whole lot. And that's what I'm going to say. You know, if my sisters were on my show, they would totally be doing shit like this if I was single. (laughs) So you know what? I love it. Shoot your shot, kid. Seriously, I think I think she's great. Deandra, how do you feel about tattoos? I know. See, and that's why I was like, go check out his Insta. Yeah. Tell me, you know, hit me if he's not if he's not your your taste in men, like whatever. I get it, but like if he is, mm-hmm. he could be. Holla. This article I'm reading, it seems like Chris Harrison is like a massive fan of her. Okay. Okay. I, I was wondering what her background is. So it says her father is very heavily involved in Nigerian politics. That's pretty cool. Interesting. Whoa. Ten siblings? She has ten siblings. Whoa. Her mom's So she's used to a big is... family, which are like mine. Can be crazy. Mom... I don't know. I like Deandra. I think she could fit into the Cyrus fam. I'm, I'm just trying to hook it up somewhere. Jeez Louise. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. Ten siblings, man. Jesus. Trace is gonna kill me. That's great. I love it. Didn't we start off with a rose ceremony this this episode? Yeah, we did. Yes. Pilot Pete is like everyone's gonna leave. I don't know what I've done. I fucked this whole thing up. But it's like Pete, grow a backbone, bro. All right, you're the bachelor. All right. <laughs> yeah. No one's leaving. No one's fucking leaving. All right. Not on their own. Not on their own. These women smell blood in the water, and Pete's just freaking out. You're the bachelor, bro. Act like it. I think as the episode went on, he started to get to pull himself together a bit. But he kicks out Alaya, Alaya, Alua. Oh, Alaya, Alaya. Listen, Alaya gotta go. She I gotta get go. it, but like, dude, you brought her back for like three point seven seconds, and then you no. kick her out because everyone's pissed off about it. What is happening with you? And then also stop rewarding bad behavior bro you can't let what's her name that came and like visited him and like was like i'm not an alcoholic and i'm not a pill popper whatever her name is kelsey you can't give her a rose after she sneaks off and goes to your room that's gonna piss everyone off what do you i know i felt bad for her when she went and had to stand there in front of all those women and with holding that rose i felt really bad for her i would have been like bro you can't give me this don't give me that (laughs) Dude, this is, you're going to, they're going to fucking kill me for this. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, that was bad. Like, to be honest, Peter, I just, I want, like, no one to know that I left, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, let me sneak back in. You can't be giving me a row. Every girl was just like, oh, really? But my favorite thing about the episode was like, we're not, I've made up my mind. We're not having cocktail party. And then they all get up there and it's like, um, excuse me, hold on. I got to talk to you. It's like, oh, excuse me, I got to talk to you. And then everyone's like, this is a fucking cocktail party. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> Can we yeah. talk about Kelly and her date? Okay, so here's the thing. It was super awkward. I know. They set it up like he was going to send her home. Yeah. Definitely thought, and I was like, man, she's in my top four. Like, you can't be going home yet. But did they fuck in that little hot tub? 
I don't know. I don't know the answer. What do you think? I, I thought it was funny that he said when they were introing this date, he was like, "Yeah, Kelly, we met and before the show, and I didn't even get her number." Yeah, I know. So like, it, it's not like if you didn't get her number, it's not like you bought her a drink and sat and chatted with her because if you had done that, the natural thing to do would have been to say to exchange numbers or ask for a number. Yeah. So by him saying that, it kind of to me hints at it was a hookup. Oh, it was definitely one night stand. Like, welcome to Poundtown, population windmill. Kick rocks, kid. Get out of the bed. I got to go. I got to go to the wedding. Here's the thing about Kelly is she's been here this whole time and they haven't really shown anything about her. Because I think she's boring. Well, here's my take on all girls that go on the show and are boring. They're Mm -hmm. just not dramatic. They show the drama. So when they don't show somebody, it's that they're not being dramatic. And Kelly, you can you can just tell. And you guys, I'm not saying this because I've talked to her or anything like that. Like, I'm purely just watching the show and saying my thoughts. But, like, you can just tell that she is on there because, you know, she signed on to be a contestant, meets Peter, actually likes the guy, thinks he's cute, whatever. So she decides to go on the show. And you can tell that she really doesn't love being there. She doesn't love the process. She doesn't love being on TV. And she's sticking around because she thinks there might be something between her and Peter. But she's very unsure. You can tell that she's thinking, like, is this worth me staying here? And putting my life on hold and dealing with all this bullshit for this guy when I'm not even getting to see him or talk to him. She's resting on the laurels of... What happened before. Yes, of hooking up with them already. I'm watching that date. Even Peter's like, we're past the time of you getting to stick around because we hooked up beforehand. I need to put myself out there more. And it looks like that she is going straight back home. Mm-hmm. And then they get in that hot tub. And then all of a sudden... Girl's got a rose, mm-hmm. which makes me think that she's got the power of the pee. All right. She got the power of the pee. <laughs> got the power of the pee. And she, you know what? She's using the pee to get that rose. I also think she has the power of being the only person on that show that is direct, not emotional, not leading with their emotions, saying it like it is, and looking at this entire thing objectively. She's a lawyer. That's what she does. It's her personality. It's almost like guys want what they can't have. Mm-hmm. And because she's not just like pouring all over him and just uh, and falling all over him and whatever, it's like the chase, right? She's the one girl in this scenario that he's having to chase a little bit. Also, Victoria F, just a tiny bit. But Kelly is the big one that he's it's more of a chase. And I think he likes that chase. She comes across as a woman amongst a lot of like very young women. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm team Tammy. I love Tammy. Are you kidding me? Okay, so like in the okay, at the end of the episode, I kind of fell off, but I really was living for everything Tammy was doing. That is insane. I couldn't stand her from day one. Really? Day one, first episode, she was a backstabbing piece of poo. I don't the know. The first big thing was was Kelsey's champagne bottle, and Tammy sits there and consoles her and acts like she is listening to her and there for her and feels so bad for her, and then she walks into her ITM and starts talking shit. I know. That's, that's funny. That's the first, first night. That is not the kind of—I don't like that kind of person. Whatever. Kelsey, she had to listen to Kelsey freaking sob for hours, all drunk. The Hot Mess Express had left the station, and— Freaking Tammy's like, God, I got to listen to this shit forever, you know? I thought I thought she was funny. There at the end, I was like, ooh. And here's my other thing. Hey, McKenna, stop doing weird stuff with your tongue all the time. She's always doing weird stuff with her tongue. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, I think McKenna just in general is like a little bit of a weird girl. <laughs> I don't think she's weird. I think she's, I think I, she's a little weird. She's, 20, she's 22. That's okay. Yeah. And 
the Tammy thing, we can't just blow over this. No. She is a mean girl. That is the definition of a mean girl. I don't know. To uh, go to especially I'd like to go to Peter and just play the sweet card and yeah. I'm just I'm just so worried about you and then to go and be like be mean to all those girls and say such mean things in her interviews. I can't deal with that. Okay. So here here's my thing. I liked Tammy in the beginning of the episode. I didn't like her there at the end. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. I'm pumped that she's stuck around. I can't believe that. I loved I really can't. it. Hated it. Loved that poor it. sweet redhead girl. She deserved a shot way more than Tammy. I don't know. She wasn't bringing a whole lot of entertainment for me. But this show is about finding love, Wells. Not making entertainment. No, it's both. Here's my question. Like is that. Alexa the anesthetician from Chicago with the cool hair and the better glasses? Is she's she still around? Way gone. No, she's been gone. Oh, I liked I her. I loved her. I liked her. Me too. Here's my thought. You know who she'd be great with? Hmm. My boy Diggy. Oh, I can see it. I'm shipping that one. Okay, go ahead. Shipping Shipped. that one straight to Mexico. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of these girls are going to be great on Paradise. Like Tammy, built for paradise. Oh my God, built. My other note about Bachelor, can you believe he told Sydney she was the best kisser? No, you can't say that That's stuff. A, to the girls? Yeah, you can't say that because they can use yeah. that against That's you. A bold, bold statement. No, man. I'm not sure about Sydney. I got to be honest with you. I know. Here's my problem with Sydney. She talks in third person. Have you noticed that? It drives me nuts. Wells hasn't noticed that. She's all. Sydney is just such a great girl, and he is just not giving Sydney time to show him how great Sydney is. Yeah. It's constant. Do you have any new thoughts on who's going to be the top four? Wait, hold on, hold on, real quick, real quick. Cheyenne dropping a grenade there at the end. What'd hey, she say at the end? Hey, some of these girls aren't what they seem. Oh. Click. <laughs> Drop grenade. See you later, Peter. You dip, I just don't get, like, if you're leaving, why not just name drop? I know, exactly. Yeah. I wish that I had done things differently when I was on the show. Like now looking back and like how well I know like the show, I wish I had said something different, but I was just like being nice. What? You wish you'd said some shit, stirred the pot a little? No, I mean, I don't think I wish I'd stirred the pot. I wish I had said, you're going to really regret this decision or something like that. You know, like in six months, you're going to be like, fuck, Wells was cool. I wish I'd said that. Whatever you did, you did right. Because look where you are now. True that. True that. I also was like, yeah, I get it. I totally understand that you're not into me, you know, but. I kissed you the whole time until this week. I know, but hard to get. Bold move on a dating show. Uh-huh. Who's your top four? God, a lot of my faves have gone home. Kelly. I love Kelly. I think he really, really likes Madison. Yep. I think he really likes Kelsey. Yep. And I, even though she's not one of my faves, I think Hannah Ann's going to stick okay, around. Okay, by the way, this is what I said from fucking Jump Street, my top four. Oh, and now. Jump Street. Oh, look who's jumping on board. Okay. Can't... My girls got sent home. But I, you know, yeah, because you're not good at this quick. game. They're, they're dwindling quick. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right. That's enough bachelor talk for one day. Agreed. Don't you think? Okay. Wells, yeah. we talk about this company a lot. It's one of my favorite things. Third Love, not only do they make great bras, I've talked about their bras a lot. You know, bras are one of those things, it's really hard to find the right fit. And Third Love does such a great job with that. They have half sizes, they have a fit quiz to help you order the correct thing. And if you get something that doesn't fit, they take it right back and let you try a different size. Such a great company. 
I was scrolling around their website because I was ordering some new things, and I decided to give it a shot trying their underwear. Oh, wow. Okay. You look very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> underwear is so expensive, and it really, like, doesn't last forever. Like, new underwear is something I have to buy all the time, whether I lose it or <laughs> it's just, like, worn out or whatever. Blown and out I need underwear it to try. <laughs> Yeah. Like, can it's like socks. I can't ever find it, Okay. <laughs> So I was like, all right, I need to buy some new undies, uh, and, and I'm going to take a risk here, and I'm going to try Third Love Underwear. New favorite thing. Okay. Their underwear freaking rocks, Wells. Panties. I was just really pleasantly surprised how much I loved this underwear. So if you check out Third Love, obviously check out the bras. Their bras fit great. They have a lot of different styles, and we love it. But I am um, really loving the Third Love undies lately. Third Love knows it's a perfect bra or panty for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash YFT now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. It kills me how much men love to say panties. Panty. You got some favorite things, bro? So, bro, let me tell you yeah. what my new favorite thing is. Sundance Film Festival is epic. Oh, yeah? Highly recommend even if you have no business going to Sundance Film Festival, you should go because Park City is amazing. Yep. I went during the summer last year. It is so cool during the winter. It is the cutest little town. So much snow. Mm -hmm. Great food. You, If you stay close enough, you can walk around to everything. It's phenomenal. I didn't stay at the St. Regis Hotel, but there it's the St. Regis, like Deer Valley. It's like this iconic hotel just up on the hill from Park City. And it is stunning. And we spent a lot of time there. And it's like a ski resort so tons of people walking around in ski ski clothes and stuff but you can sit outside on their patio and around this like huge fire pit and and this runs the ski runs are so close like people are just zooming right by you on skis and snowboards just like zooming down the runs like right next to where you're drinking and eating it's so so cool mm -hmm. one of my best friends lives there and he was like come out and hang out and i was like ah, i got work so but maybe next year i'll come do it it's really, really fun. The reason I was because I was DJing at a, a little bar on Main Street there, and it was a Tuesday night, and I was so worried. I was like, because here's the thing about Sundance, and that's the thing I like about it. For a fest festival, it's very laid back. Like, mm -hmm. even there's tons of activations. There's tons of stuff going on. Movies playing at the same time all around the, the city. There's a very laid back feel to Sundance, and I really, really enjoyed that about it. But because of that, I was like, oh, Tuesday? Is anyone going to show up? Did they show up? Park City was litty on a Tuesday night during Sundance. It was so much fun. So much fun. Uh, uh, so favorite thing cool. of the day so far is the word litty. <laughs> and I love it. Litty. Is that a thing or did you just make that up? No, it's a thing. Okay, fucking love it. Okay, sorry. Continue on. <laughs> so Ozark Mark was in town yep. because he had a movie premiering. Mm-hmm which was super fun. So Ozark Mark came to my gig and got Liddy and danced on stage with girls. It was so fun. Oh my God. And, but what was cool is the, that day we got to go see his movie premiere. So he's in a movie called The Evening Hour. It's about the opioid crisis in Appalachia, uh -huh. like up in West Virginia. Great film, phenomenal acting. Documentary or scripted? Scripted. Cool. Mark's character is very cool. He gets such great roles. It's very eye-opening. I don't think... I don't know. I don't think a lot of people know very much about that part of the country. And when you see it, like, I'm so glad they filmed it in that area because when you see it, 
you're kind of like, this is the United States. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. It's a, it's a beautiful area. You're right. Like in, in, you know, in the Appalachian mountain area, but it's, it's a very poor part of the country. And it looks familiar to me. My parents grew up in Eastern Kentucky, which is right there. So when I see that, like that reminds me of like where my parents grew up, kind of. It's very eye-opening to some stuff that's going on in our own country that people aren't, don't really know about. Uh, and the acting was phenomenal. And I just, I really enjoyed it. It was great. Give a ding for Ozark Mark. I feel like he's on the precipice of being a like a massive movie star. I think so too. I think he's having a moment. Yeah. He really, like he's starting to stack up some really great credits. He gets phenomenal roles. He's a great actor. Yeah. We can talk about The Outsider. I'm, I'm caught up on The Outsider, too. Like, he's just so good. And I really think, uh, obviously, Ozark kind of was his first big thing that put him on the map and got him some attention. And then now he's got this cool Sundance film that's, I'm sure, going to, you know, get awards. It was phenomenal. And mm-hmm. people are going to start talking about that. And then now with The Outsider, like, he's killing it. Yeah. He's Liddy, man. Liddy. It's time, once again, to talk about how much I love my freaking Quip Toothbrush. You should record a song for them. That was really good. I know, right? Quip, the makers of the Quip electric toothbrush, wants you to know the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care is simply this. If you have good habits, you're good. That means brushing two minutes twice a day and flossing regularly. No matter what brand you use, Quip makes it simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. We love Quip so much. We both have Quip toothbrushes. We've been using them for a really long time. You know what I love about it is just in a day and age where we're all trying to be more conscious about, you know, reusing stuff like this toothbrush is something you don't throw away. You continue to use it and they just send you a new brush head to your door every three months. Like you're supposed to change your toothbrush. You're saving the planet a little bit by using this toothbrush and they're cute. They hang on your mirror. They're easy to travel with. We really love it. Yeah. And it fights gingivitis. I like that word. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash YFT right now, uh, you'll get your first refill pack free, bro. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash YFT spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash YFT. Quip the good habits company. Hey, Brandi, I got a favorite game for us to play. Oh, that's new. Let's hear it. All right. If you're looking for a fun way to pass the time while engaging your brain and enjoying breathtaking visuals and a grippling story, the answer is Best Fiends. Have you heard of this? Uh, I think I have, actually. I know a lot of people that like to play games on their phone, and this is a popular one. Yeah, Best Fiends is a casual game anyone can play, but it, it is made for adults. Uh, you can spend as much or little time as you'd like in the game. It's so much fun. I've been traveling so much, and I've been loving this game while I'm on the plane. I can play it, and I don't feel like such an, like a, like a, like, you know my mom would say, like, this game's a rotten your brain. Totally. But this game actually activates your brain. It makes you feel a little bit better about being on your phone so much. Best Fiends updates the game monthly with new levels and events, so it never gets old. It doesn't require the internet to play, which is great for flights. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust us, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best fiends. Do it. Have you ever seen the show Moonshiners? No. So I had spent a lot of time in the hotel um, this past week, and I went down a deep and dark hole with some reality TV shows on Discovery, and there's a show called Moonshiners, okay? And it's like about these 
guys who make moonshine illegally in like Tennessee and Alabama. Kentucky, probably. Yeah, where you think you make moonshine. And it's quite fascinating. Like they're out in the forests and they're like on land that's like not theirs. They put up these stills and they're like kind of all MacGyvering all these stills because they have to like use like little streams to like cool down the steam to, you know, like make the moonshine. And they got to kind of sell it. And there's kind of like turf wars going on. And all the while, like, it's very, very illegal. And it's so fascinating. But here's my question. How are they not in jail? Because the cops can just turn on the Discovery Channel and be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's fucking making moonshine. And then I saw him. And then mm-hmm. the, in scene 2A, he sold it to that guy. Go to the court and be like, Billy Bob over here is making moonshine. Well, do you have any evidence? Yeah. All of season seven of Moonshiners, he's making moonshine. <laughs> Like, I don't know yeah. the cops are like, we don't care or like they're doing it legally, but saying it's like, I'm just so confused. That's a good question. No. I wonder if my mom would know the answer. Cause I do feel like when you, when you, you know, learn about some of this like illegal stuff that's going on or whatever, whether it be like the moonshine thing or like this movie marks in, it's about, um, people basically like selling prescription drugs, right? Like market, like taken per- like elderly people basically like this elderly couple had like four different doctors prescribing them the same thing so they would keep one of the bottles right and sell the other three and then this guy would take them and sell them to people that need it but can't get it because they don't have insurance or whatever it is whatever it is and so it's like all the stuff and the cops know about it and they just look the other way probably because they're either like getting a kickback from it or they're involved somehow or there's some sort of loyalty there or whatever. Like I feel like you see that a lot where cops are either just in on it or turn a blind eye for whatever reason they have. It's like that could be it. But then I, it is a bigger question of, well, then when they make a TV show about it, yeah. <laughs> why don't the other cops not do something? Yeah. Anyways, it's a very good show. Okay. Here's my other thing. Who the fuck cares? If you want to make moonshine in the forest and sell like a couple like – 20 gallons, some grommets that live in some shotgun shack on the hill. Who fucking cares? I don't understand why, like, that's a, like that's something that, like, you can't do, you know? Because you don't have, yeah. like, a permit or whatever. If you make your own shit, then fine. Go sell it, you know? If I make my own essential oils, I don't think I can get in trouble for that. But I can go sell that shit. I don't know. I think the argument would be, like, all the liquor companies that do have to do it right and get the permits and pay to be able to sell liquor legally would be very upset. I get it. But like, who cares? (laughs) I mean, who really cares? Bullet bourbon. They care. Yeah, but they're not making bourbon. They're making moonshine. I know. I'm just saying. You know? There is legal moonshine. I know. Popcorn. I always see this apple pie moonshine on the shelves at the liquor store. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any other shows? Caught up on the, are you caught up on The Outsider? Yeah. I love it. Also, like I saw someone that was like so upset that we talked about The Outsider's spoiler like 30 seconds afterward. Also, Okay, fair. Sorry. Guess what? We didn't spoil the end of the show. We spoiled the second episode. Episode two. I know. Pump the brakes. Not that far in. Yeah, it's really pretty early in. All right. You know. Let's pump the brakes here. (laughs) I got some other shows that I I went down a deep dark hole in in a hotel room recently. Okay, let's hear it. Reality TV shows. Have you heard of Alaskan Bush people? (laughs) Can't say that I have. Pretty fucking good, dude. It's a bunch of people who live in the mountains of Alaska. Who are huh. just so weird. You know why they're weird? Because they just live with themselves. Like there is no like other people that they hang around. So everyone's like super eccentric and just goofy and weird because like they didn't go to school with a bunch of other people who like 
called them out on being like, dude, that's weird that you're climbing up that tree for no reason, you know? <laughs> so the Alaskan bush people, which is also confusing because I think they live in Washington. So they're not Alaskan, but whatever. They, <laughs> they're they called the wolf pack. And like anytime they do some shit, they howl. And it's just oh so fucking weird and funny. Alaskan bush people, like if you got a couple hours to burn, join the wolf pack. And then the other one that I was like, I did not know this was a show. Okay, it's like cops, but better. Mm. PD Cam. Have you heard of this show? Can't say I have. Okay, so you know how cops now have to have cameras like on their person because like mm -hmm. to stop, you know, crooked cops basically? Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? They're just using all that footage for a new television show where like you're seeing like <laughs> Dude, I turned it on one day and a dude, a fucking cop got shot in the show. So it's like the PD cam of the cop who gets shot. And then it's a PD cam of the guy who's like, oh, no, Bob got shot. And like him jumping down and like holding the wound. <sighs> we got an officer down, officer down, shots fired, get in here. It's the most like, holy shit show ever. PD cam. Get on. Mm. Where do you watch PD cam? A&E. But it's also on Hulu. A&A makes great TV. Yeah. PD Cam, dude. Into mm. it. And you know what's on my watch list? What up? Is that Justin Bieber documentary. Okay. Have you seen that? No. Okay, I'm going to watch that this weekend, and we're going to talk about it next week. Reading a new book. Really liking it. Let's hear it. It's called Educated. Yeah, yeah. Have you read this? You are way behind. When Caitlin Carter guest hosted in your place oh. like forever ago over yeah. the summer, she recommended this book. Okay, did you read it? I have not read it yet. I'm oh. waiting for Miley to give it to me because she was reading it first. Okay, well, it's a memoir, and it, that's bonkers yeah. to me. Tara Westover yeah. is the author. The memoir concerns Westover's overcoming her survivalist Mormon family to go to college. It details her journey from her isolated life in the mountains of Idaho to getting her Ph.D. at Cambridge University. Westover describes her journey of having no formal education to suddenly being in college at the age of 17, as well as her struggles to fit in her world of her survivalist father and the world of the mountains beyond. Educated. It's amazing to me that there are people like this in the world. Yeah, I know. There are people that are so crazy religious that they think school is evil. Yeah. Her dad thinks that the Illuminati is brainwashing kids at school so don't go to school. She has all these siblings they don't they don't have birth certificates. That's crazy. Because they don't want to go to the hospital because the government is brainwashing the Mormonism out of that. Like it, her dad is a scrapper and like every kid has to work for him and every kid fucking gets so hurt. They're like don't go to the hospital. Your mom will fix it. The mom is like an herbalist. God's going to save the kid. God wants this child to be saved. He will save it. It's like, no, no. I think sutures and like some extra blood is going to save him, you know? Yeah. I'm all for being religious and you having faith, but like, what are you talking about? Kids are all going to die. She's not going to the hospital. Anyways, should I cut all that? Is that too much? No, no, it's good. I mean, it's good. It's like a classic cult situation is what it sounds like, you know? I don't know. This it's is crazy. I need. To, I really do want to read that book. I, I've, a lot of people have recommended it. Yeah. Every time I'm like, this is a memoir. No fucking yeah. way. No 
No I know. way. What was the Brie Larson movie? Was it Room? Yeah. That had a similar plot? Yeah. I didn't see that, but yeah. Oh, it was really good. But kind of the same thing. Like she grew up where her parents like wouldn't let her go to school, wouldn't let her do anything, just kind of kept her isolated because of their beliefs and stuff. And then she ended up getting out on her own yeah. as an adult. But And then her parents continued to be homeless and live on the street and do, do the same things. But just so crazy. We haven't read a review? funny review in a while. Let's do it. Okay. So... I just looked up funny reviews because, like, I feel like we did the, the Haribo gummy bears a little too much, and it was just a lot of people <laughs> shitting themselves. <laughs> so then I just looked up, like, the best reviews on Amazon. This is number six, Creative Arts by Charles Lennard Glitter. Five stars. Great for more than just arts and crafts. It's a bottle of glitter, okay? So I wake up in the middle of the night in my two-bedroom apartment to find my roommate passed out face down on the wooden floor. I think nothing of it and go back to sleep. Next morning, I wake up to go to work, and there is a homeless guy asleep on my couch. My roommate woke up still drunk and had made friends with a bum. And this is the second time he let a stranger off the street just stroll in and pass out. So, great. You're probably thinking, what does this have to do with my arts and crafting? Well, I bought this product and proceeded to cover everything my roommate owns in glitter. Every t-shirt, every book, every pair of shoes, his bed... I covered his entire life in fucking glitter. He will have glitter in every crevice of his existence until he dies. Did some trek out all over my apartment? Yes. Does the carpet look like a Care Bear farted all over it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did he threaten to kill me? Sure. But will he ever let another stranger sleep on the couch? No. Will I ever have to worry about some random guy off the street murdering me in the middle of the night? No. All the security for just twelve forty-four. Unbelievable staggering value. Cannot recommend enough. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Does the carpet look like a Care Bear farted all over it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Glitter is impossible to get rid of. Impossible. One Halloween, Ray Lynn came over to get, help, to get ready for this party. This was like, this had to be six years ago. And she put glitter all over her body. I forget how she put it on, but she put something on that made it stick. And then just like, I, she was going to do it in my house. I made her go on the front porch and she like basically poured glitter over her entire body. The glitter is still there. It will never come off the porch. Pink, hot pink glitter is everywhere for the rest of my life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the herpes of makeup. It just, seriously, it spreads all over and, and you can never get rid of it. No. Trying to find some other ones. Honey mail chastity device, metal wire cage. What? Five stars. Keeps my son from sinning. <laughs> my son is going to be starting puberty the next year or so. Since his father left me and I'm now raising him on my own, I bought one of these for him to wear when he's not being supervised. It's well made, and I made sure he is uh, unable to take it off without removing the lock. I know it's a great product because I because ab he absolutely hates it. I don't enjoy seeing him unhappy, but I do enjoy the peace of mind knowing that he isn't messing around at school, sinning at night. And most of all, I'm glad he's remaining pure for the Lord. <laughs> he's counting the days, eight years until he's old enough to join the sem seminary and be able to take it off. Great product. Thanks again. Jesus Christ. That's a product? Where do you get that? Dude, it's just, it looks like a, I don't even know how you put that on. How do you, how do you put that on? I don't, I don't think you want to know. Do you have a picture of it? Yeah. Will you send it to me? Hold on. Let me just share my screen with you. What? <laughs> Keeps my son from sinning. Is this an Amazon review? Yeah. Oh, that's so wrong. That's wild. I know. 
Oh, you got some Muzak? I do got some Muzak. I'm just like constantly plugging my family on this podcast, but you gotta. My dad put out a little EP, I guess you'd call it. It's called The Singing Hills Sessions Volume 1. Okay. I think he's got a few of these coming out. What are you going to play off of it? Killing the Blues featuring Shooter Jennings or She's Always She Always Goes? I love She Always Goes, but Killing the Blues is cool because Shooter Jennings is on it. So pick one of those two. But I'm pumped about my dad doing this because I think there's some like video footage they're also putting out to go along with all this stuff. I think I saw it on his stories. The album artwork is sickening. And let me just plug myself and say that I bought my dad that scarf he has on in this photo and it looks great. But my mom's been working really hard on all this for him as well. And so everyone's really excited about it. All right, here's Killing the Blues featuring Shooter Jennings, Billy Ray Cyrus, YFT. Somebody said they saw me. That kind of um, sounds like something the band would have written, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. He's pumped about it. He, It's like a passion project for him to put all this stuff out that he's been working on. So give it a listen. My cute little dad. Gotta love blood. Uh, you got anything else? Yeah. Um, I do. I have another one. It's a song called Heartless. It is by Diplo, Julia Michaels, and I think Morgan Wallen is on it. It's Yeah, Morgan Wallen. Um, I love this song. So, and I love Julian Michaels so much. Uh, so when I listened to this, I listened to this in the car yesterday, and I was like, why does this song sound so familiar? I love this song, and I've heard it before. It's because my buddy, Ernest K, is a writer on this song, and I heard him perform it at um, his show in Nashville that I DJed. I DJed opening for him for his big, um, as his first show in Nashville in a really long time. So he's a writer on this song. It's really great. I loved hearing Ernest perform it, but I actually really love this version of it as well with Julia and Morgan on it. Why you gotta be so heartless? I know you think it's heartless. You're tearing me apart. And girl, the hardest part is you're so high on attention. Taking my syringes. Leave me in the darkness. Never finish what we started. Girl, why you gotta be so heartless? I dig. I love it. I, I love the blend of genres in this song. Also, the album artwork is killer. Mm-hmm. I just love it. I, I was playing it, had it on repeat the other day, and I don't repeat. I don't do that. I can't listen to songs over and over, but I just, I love this one. Nice. All right. Is that it, or do you have any more? Uh, um, that's it. Your turn. Okay. Are you familiar with Bonnie Light Horseman? No. Okay. So, so Wells song, <laughs> band. <laughs> so, I'm a huge Josh Ritter fan. If you know me, you mm. know that I just, mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with Josh Ritter. And Josh I Ritter, I mean, who doesn't? He's the best. 
But I saw like he tweeted out. He was like, Bonnie Light Horseman's new record. Wow. Or something like that. And I was like, okay, if Josh Ritter likes it, then I must like it. And then so I went straight to it and I was like, what is this? Mm. This is a song uh, called Deep in Love. I mean, obviously by now you guys can like figure out like what my tastes are, but this is such a driving down the coast, windows down, like hand out the window, doing that thing where you like you're putting your hands like kind of a plane, <laughs> like the wave. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. And I just <laughs> yeah, love totally. that. I love that. And I also think, Brandy, I think you will really like that. It's it's got kind of like an early oh god, what's that uh, English? You did Old Pine and. Um, Ben Howard? Yeah, it's got like a kind of a Ben Howard vibe to it. He's uh, Irish, but yeah. Yeah. Bonnie Light Horseman. Go check it out. Dude. Very cool. Yeah. You got anything else? I think that's it for me this week. All right. I'm just staring at another dreary day in Nashville, just dreaming about sunshine. Well, it's 75 degrees here. I'm going to go sit by the pool. Oh, here guys. Speaking of sunshine mm. and pools, um, I just I booked a really exciting gig. I'm playing in the Bahamas during spring break. On March 14th, very pumped, pumped about sunshine, pumped about being in the Bahamas, pumped about music on the beach, pumped about getting paid, pumped about a lot of it. Nice. I know. For anyone that cares about golf, uh, I'm going to be at the <laughs> AT&T Pro-Am in my hometown of Pebble Beach, California coming up. So I'll be walking around. If you'd see me, come say what up, I guess. I mean, I'm just doing a bunch of podcasting stuff there, but really it's just an excuse to get to go watch golf because I'm... Golf. The fucking nerdy white guy. You're very tan, though. No, oh, thanks. Probably because you play golf. Yeah, that's true. On the West Coast. All right, Brandi. All right, well, this James. has been great. Love ya. Love you. See you next week. See you next week, dude. Bye-bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.